Welcome to Onwards the Podcast, where we cover all things holistic life practices, growth, spirituality, and self-discovery. I'm Kirsty Peebles, one of your hosts, and sharing this space with me is my beautiful co-host, Montana Burke. We're so excited to have you here. A loving reminder that all opinions and perspectives come from two truth-speaking fire signs who are doing their best to be all-encompassing. We're here to give you the shake-up you need to light up your life. And if you like what you hear, subscribe or follow as we grow and evolve together. With that, let's jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome. Whether you vibe with news, intentions or resolutions, the energy is kind of infectious and we're totally here for it. Today we'll be sharing our top 10 tips on how you can stop talking about your goals and actually make it happen. Happy 2023, beautiful humans. If you're coming into the new year already burnt out, this is a little heads up by the way, maybe sort that shit out. This is not the year for you to keep overworking and under-recovering. And if you are already feeling this way, do yourself a favor, tune into our episode about regulating your nervous system and also keep an eye on our soon-to-drop Halo episode that's full of journal prompts about reflecting and checking in. So we are just going to hot fire drop these tips for you today. And I'm kicking off talking about accountability. So top tip, (laughs) you need to find out what role it is that you play in your own current circumstance. So fun plot twist, no one is coming to save you. You have to take extreme ownership, extreme accountability and responsibility. And then now you need to figure out what it is that you want. And we're going to get into this in a minute, but what it is that you want and do you actually really, truly want it? Because if you do, you'll fucking make it happen. You're the common denominator in all of the situations in your life. And I know that can be really uncomfortable to look at and there can be a slippery or a tricky grey area uh, between taking ownership and accountability and blaming yourself. And when we start to blame ourselves, you really enter victimhood and nothing gets done. So if this is you, if this is something that you struggle with, read the book Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Lee Fabin. I cannot recommend getting the audible version because they've got these really hot navy gruff voices. <laughs> <laughs> I did not I didn't know this was a book. <laughs> it is the best. You okay. don't need this book. Oh, oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> you're good. I'm a, um, I'm an accountable kind yeah, of gal. Yeah. You're fair. an accountable gal. Um however, this book I have come back to over and over again. One of the best books I've ever read. Mm-hmm. Um so Tip number two, segue, set yourself up for success. If you want to achieve your goals, make it easy. It's all about creating healthy habits that set you up for the desired outcome. So that might look like removing triggers, making it really, really easy. So for example, if you want to start exercising, put your clothes out the night before. Make it so easy that that's one less decision that you need to make in the day Fun fact, we actually can only make a certain amount of good decisions in the day. And after a while, we get decision fatigue, which is typically why people fall off the bandwagon. Oh, that's why Steve Jobs and President Barack Obama always wore the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, to prevent decision fatigue. Exactly, yeah. Morgan doesn't believe me when I say that. No, it's It's 100% a thing. Us poor girls always have to choose our clothes every day. Ridiculous. Right. Anyway, on to tip number three. What we want to make sure that you are doing is creating time and space. So actually putting it in your calendar, putting an actual day aside. So a good example of this, if you were like, I want to have a date night every fortnight, pick the day, talk to your partner about it, put it in the calendars, 
make sure that it's reoccurring. And Montana and I are all about making things easy, fast and automated. So if we can just do a reoccurring meeting of any sort, we will do it. So create the time, create the space. We also recommend this excellent book, (laughs) which you may have already heard of, but if you haven't, go and listen to it. It's called Atomic Habits. And it's all about how to actually embody these new goals and these new habits and these new ways of being. On that note, you have to remember that time does not create itself. You're not just going to magically be able to fit every single thing that you want in your days. So yes, obviously we need to be figuring out what our priorities are, what do we actually value at the moment, and they're allowed to shift and change in any season of of our lives. But you have to remember that if you are wanting to work out, you still want to like get to bed at X amount of time and work this many times and watch this much Netflix, you have to really sit down and be intentional with every single minute that's going into your days. So do a life creation practice and maybe we can do a proper episode on that as well. But it's like writing down, like, where do these things fit in? You don't have to just go from nothing to the gym seven days a week. Start with three. Don't do maybe that. you have more time on a Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> maybe you have more time on a Monday. Go on a Monday then. So we just need you to sit down and actually create the time, which also leads us into tip number four, which is all about shifting your identity. Now, I'm sure you would have heard the word embodiment. And what that basically means is that we need to embody the person that we want to be. So I guess this is kind of basic laws of attraction stuff as well. It's like feeling the feelings that you want to have. So if you want to be someone that feels really abundant or you have money goals or something like that, you need to already be sitting in a state of abundance and gratitude for what you currently have rather than lack and scarcity. So in the same way that we might be talking about smoking, if you go, I quit smoking, I'd, well, I guess the healthy version, (laughs) I'm like, do I want to talk about this actually? (laughs) I think it's a really tangible example. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a good example. So if you're somebody that wants to quit smoking, you don't go, I am in the process of quitting. You say, I have quit. So rather than still identifying as someone that used to do something or does do something instead of I quit smoking it's I don't smoke because that kind of works like you're not you've that's just not you that's never something you've done right exactly it's a really really powerful shift in your identity because when we say the word quit we are Mm. still a part of us is still identifying with this old behavior where it's something that we're trying to abstain from but if you don't smoke you're not trying to abstain from it You, you genuinely don't do it yeah that's so true So it's a really, really powerful way to start to shift your identity because if your identity is still with that, the old, carrying old beliefs, you're not, it's going to be so much harder to create these changes. Same goes with looking around health goals, career goals. How do you see yourself? A big shift I made this year was looking at myself as a business owner and I realized I was carrying around the identity of the admin chick. Oh, yeah. Like you didn't take the CEO tasks. You weren't doing the big project things. Yeah. And I was, I saw myself as the admin chicken. And when I did that, my business leveled up. Yeah. I use this example with clients all the time. Instead of being like, I want to work out, I want to be healthy. It's like, no, no, no. You are that now. Like that is exactly what you need to be. If you, and so for example, I set non-negotiables or um, I I guess you could call them bare minimums where I go, if my identity is going to be a healthy and fit person for me, that means I move my body. And my minimum requirement is I work out or move my body a minimum of three to four times a week. 
And so it's like, I just own that. That's just who I am. There is no, that doesn't move or waver. Maybe yes, if I am like on holidays and I don't want to, but in for the most part, my body deserves to move and you deserve to take ownership of what that looks like for you. I love that. And I think that segues us beautifully into tip number five, which is the power of community and having someone like Kirst in your life. (laughs) Accountability queen. You're welcome. (laughs) Whether you're blessed or no, Kirsty, or you've got someone in your life who helps keep you accountable or aligns with where it is that you want to go. So this might look like, again, health. Is it business? Is it relationships? Kirsten and I were chatting when we were discussing this episode about how often girls would get together and completely trash their boyfriends. Yeah, we do not subscribe to that at all. And it's very different to vent and explore. Healthily coming to conclusions. Yeah, what do you, yeah, like not polling them, but just debriefing with your friends is extremely different to men are trash, full stop. Yeah. Not a vibe. Well, my partner is the worst, the end. It's like, no, there's room for improvement for all of us. Exactly. And it's if you're wanting to curate a more positive relationship with your partner. Or other areas of yeah. your life, your yeah. health, business, As an example, yeah. children, whatever. Yeah. Stop hanging around with people who trash their partners. Mm. Or if you're wanting to... Get start healthier. a business. But yes, get healthier. Then go and hang around people that are healthy. Yeah. <laughs> hang out at the gym, sign up for that workshop, go to that yoga class. If it's business, where can you hang out? Is it hanging out at cafes that can be so, or co-working spaces? How can you start to connect and expand your tribe? Networking events. Yes, to best, align with where it is that you want to go. So you can be around other incredible humans. Which I actually perfectly leads us to tip number six, which is all about analyzing the habits of a successful person or somebody that you're kind of already admiring from afar. This could be like on the relationship chat that we were just mentioning. It could be looking at real life couples that you admire. We're not saying people on Instagram that you aspire to be because you know, surely by now we know that there's so much happening behind the scenes. They that don't, we don't see. Their yes, exactly. But we want real life couples that we genuinely admire the way that they communicate, the way that they spend time with each other, the way that their relationship works and flows. And the same way of business as well is that we want to be looking at the things that these people are doing. So if we're talking about business specifically, maybe the CEO that you're looking I can't say looking up to because I don't like pedestaling people, but someone that you admire what they're doing or they're already doing what you want to do. Are they, you know, getting up earlier or maybe they have outsourced more tasks than you? What were they doing five years ago or three years ago to get to where they are now? Ask them. It's I'm sure they're approachable enough to do that. And we also have a really good recommendation. Have you used this before, Montana? I have multiple times. Yeah, I love it. So if you don't have access to successful people in your life or just don't know where to start, Brendan Bouchard has done it for us, guys, with the High (laughs) Performance Planner. He's analysed the mindsets and the habits of successful people and created the most incredible diary. I love it because it's quarterly as well. Mm. So you can just focus on the now, essentially. Um, and he focuses yeah all on the habits and the mindsets and the diary is broken up into morning and night. So you get to do every single day, get really intentional and then really reflectional about where you want to go, where you've been. Did you do what you say, say that you're going to do? I did find though, when I was doing this, I felt really in my masculine. Yeah, it is quite a masculine approach. Yeah. So maybe we can make like a, I was going to say like a feelings list. Well, actually not. found by slowing down. <laughs> yes. Because when I got this diary, I was like, bang, 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 bang. This is all the things that I'm going to do. I'm going to mm-hmm. achieve everything. 
And that's when I started really hustling and really in my masculine. But when I actually slowed down and got really, really intentional, like I meant like taking an extra five, 10 minutes to fill out the same journal prompts, I was able to stay in my feminine more, do the tasks that actually move the needle forward and not just the things that made me feel productive. Yeah, clever. (laughs) So speaking of things that make us feel productive, I'd love to talk now about the power of one percenters. This is tip number seven, and this is the best way to generate the momentum, especially in the initial starting points of creating new goals or new habits. And they're really, really simple. So the one percenters, it's about doing little things often. So often we're waiting for the big thing that will change us. We're we're expecting one workout to transform the way that we look. Mm, Doesn't happen. (laughs) We're expecting to invest in a business coach and our business blows up straight away. It doesn't happen like that. There's a lot of steps in between. And these are the power, this is the power of one percenters. When we start to look at the little things that we're doing throughout the day and how that influences the way that we're showing up. So for example, if you're not sure what you're spending your time on, by the way, sorry to interrupt, tracking your time just for one or two days is the most powerful thing you'll ever do because you realize how much time you are wasting. Yeah. Or just go onto your uh, screen time. Yeah, Go check your screen time on your phone. It's exactly that. And it might be, we don't need to cut down your screen time from 13 hours a day to four hours a day. But it might be, a 1% for you might be scrolling on Instagram, realising that you're on Instagram and you didn't actually want to be on Instagram and exiting the app. Mm. It can be as simple as that. And if you repeatedly start to do that, this will have the compound interest effect. So you'll start to generate... You see, see the changes a lot faster. Or if we're even looking at shifting your mindset and having a crappy day, don't have to wait until you get home. It might start with, do you know what? Okay, I'm having a bad day. Taking a few deep breaths, going for a walk, doing whatever it is that you need to do. Just a quick, short circuit breaker, really similar to circuit breakers, but it's just the small things, little and often. Or it might even be, again, if we're looking at health goals, parking your car, further away from the shops. If you're wanting to get more steps in your day, if you're wanting to increase your daily movement, you don't need to go for a 4K walk after work. (laughs) You could. (laughs) You 100% I would recommend. (laughs) If your time is cramped Mm. and we're just looking at little things that we can start to do, you start to take on this identity more. You start to feel like actually, no, things are changing and it really helps to keep you accountable and seeing the changes, feeling the changes, noticing the changes. Tip number eight, we are talking about expanders. If you haven't heard of this term before, it's definitely one of mine and Montana's favorite things. And it's having people or things or businesses that are already doing or already exist as what you want. So proof that you want exists essentially. You could use, again, people. You could have a vision board that's full of expanders. You could have affirmations and kind of retrain and repattern the belief systems that you have. But what we really want to make sure is you have someone, something that you're kind of, again, not looking up to, but you can see that that is absolutely possible. I think for me, actually, an example here is business owners that make really good money but don't sacrifice hours of their time that's taken me a really long time to kind of believe because that's my own that's my own story that I am rewriting <laughs> but it's really good for me to be able to see expanders that are again making a lot of money and they're only working like 10 hours a week 
that's my vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. not there, but I, it's nice for me to actually see that that is a possibility. So try and think of people that you're looking, not again, not looking up to, but you really admire from afar. You're loving what they're doing and see how that can be possible for you or is possible for anybody. This is something that I've been using. I've been using expanders to remodel the way that or reframe the way I think about parenting and what it means to have children. Because when I first fell pregnant, I was really excited. I was feeling a lot of things. Um, <laughs> I was really excited and I was felt like I was surrounded by so much negativity though about how hard pregnancy is and that you'll never sleep again and goodbye to your body, goodbye to your relationship, goodbye to your money. Just you know, basically your life is now sacrifice. And I wanted to subscribe to a different model. And I felt like, I was like, there's got to be another way. We can't have all of these people in the world if it was that shit. And don't get me wrong, there's everyone has a different experience with pregnancy. And that's your own initiation, your own journey. However, I was really committed to seeing the positives and making this a positive pregnancy, no matter what. So for me, that looked like finding two incredible women who I really looked up to and seeing how blissful the experience can be, learning from them what it is that they do. So again, Kirst, referring back to the point that you made about looking at successful people, what does success look like for me in terms of parenting, Mm. defining that for myself, finding out their mindsets, what are their practices, what were they doing that made it so easy for them? And that for me made me feel like, yeah, the way that I feel, what I want is possible. Mm. And I mean, we're seven months in, we've just entered the third trimester and I've been loving every minute Oh, not every minute. That's a lie. <laughs> I've been loving 90% of this pregnancy. Mm. Because Rather of than subscribing to the fear. So yeah, Montana found her expanders. I was actually going to say as well, another really good example here is it doesn't have to be like a celebrity. It doesn't have to be yeah. an influencer. It can literally just be someone that seems attainable in like your hometown. These and people just in my go, community. A hundred percent. Yeah. I was going to say, these are the people that I then try and like expand friendships to. Yes. They're the people that I want to be friends with, that I really admire what they're doing. They might be in a completely different area of life than me, or even in a different season of life than me, but I really like what they're doing and being in their energy is expansive for me. I love that. Now for a lot of people listening, I imagine there's going to be limiting beliefs popping up for them being like, yeah, that's you, Curse. Like, you can do that. I can't, though. I couldn't just reach out to them and ask if we could go for coffee. You definitely can. <laughs> this brings us on to tip number nine. Babe, when it comes to reaching your goals, you need to do the inner work and bust whatever limiting beliefs tell you that it isn't possible. And you have to get so clear on them, by the way. And, and they'll come up over and over again and they'll be masked in so many different ways. They will. We continue. It's Healing isn't linear. Mm. It's... Um, it's not a straight line. It's kind of like a spiral that we go up and up and up. We go around and around, but we're gradually going up. However, we continue to revisit core wounds, similar issues, different manifestations of the same issue, which we haven't previously learnt the lesson from it. But it's really, really important that you continue to do the inner work. Now, I say this with a disclaimer because this is ongoing. Like this is lifelong shit. So <laughs> I totally understand the people wanting to put it off because once you start, Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> it's oh, what I man, will say. How many times I've said this? Yes. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. But also, everything that you want is on the other side of this limiting belief. And mm. once we actually bring awareness to the limiting belief, we can start to see how false it actually is. Yes, calling it out is the most powerful thing that you can do. Yeah, just asking myself, asking yourself, is this true? Mm. Can I be completely sure? 
this is true? Because the first time you ask yourself this question, you're like, is it true? Like, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Obviously. Because I believe it. <laughs> exactly. Because it's a belief. We just, it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. How, mm, it's to us that we see the world. How cool is it when you ask somebody else? Yeah. about your belief and they're like oh no I've never thought that and I will actually never forget an, an example that you gave me Montana oh. where there's that saying that um uh, bad things come in threes yeah and you actually said no I actually brought was brought up with the belief of every one bad thing 10 good things yeah. come and I have dead set never forgotten that oh, I'd love and it's so lovely when you actually hear someone else's perspective like when I hear girls being like I don't know, I guess health is probably the best example for me because that's what I'm surrounded by all the time is where it's like, oh, I can't run. And I'm like, what? Are you, do you actually, like, have no legs? Like, what's, yeah. why, what do you mean you can't yeah. run? You just choose not to or you don't want to yeah, or you think to. that you can't. Yeah. yeah. Start with 100 metres. Start with 10 metres. Like, do a little jog and then walk again. Yeah. <laughs> and you start to just change up your mindset. It's really nice. Such powerful stuff. And... So, Kirst, if someone was wanting to expand their comfort zone and do something new but not sure where to start, what would you suggest? Yes. So, Montana and I are really big on this. This is our last number 10 final tip for use is invest and outsource. Now, it's all well and good, like I said at the start of this episode, to be taking radical responsibility for the things that we need to do or should be doing, but it is super, super important that we are getting the help that we need when we want it or when we need it. So for example, <laughs> one of my goals as year is that I wanted to learn the guitar. Um, I think that was just something that I thought I needed to tick a box and do because I was having like an existential crisis. But, I, <laughs> but I never actually hired an instructor. Like, yes, I could have learned on YouTube, but if I had put some skin in the game, actually like grit my teeth, made the commitment and proactively done something about it, then yeah, I probably would have done that. I probably, I could have learned from so many different resources as well, but because I didn't hire the instructor or put the money in or the time in, I didn't get there. But that's fine next year. So again, that kind of comes back to if you're not really willing to spend money or to put a little bit of, I suppose, risk in it. Is risk the right word? Invest. Invest, I, yeah. yeah. To invest something into it. It's like, but do it's, you yeah, really- time or money. Yeah. Do you really want this goal? Or is it just a goal that you think you should have? So making sure that there is some kind of value exchange there if you need that kind of push. It's really good for accountability. And then the last thing I wanted to say on that is you are allowed to keep your goal open-ended as well. So for example, <laughs> with the loan guitar, I think a lot of people have a goal of like, I want to get a hobby this year. And you're allowed to have a goal that is that open-ended, but we do recommend that it is handy, like the more that you're kind of not necessarily niching down and getting specific, but like stay aware of the goal that you have. So if it is that I want to get more creative, or I want to get a hobby, don't just say that once in January and then never think about it again. If you're like talking to friends and they're like, one's like, I'm horse riding or I'm doing pottery or whatever, like Pick a, pick a channel, pick a way that you can get there, pick a thing that you want to do and um, and go for it. I love that. I think it's so often in the goal setting space, we're surrounded with smart goals. Mm. And Kirsten and I were chatting about, or I was saying how every time I hear smart goals, I cannot help but roll my eyes. I think it yeah. is so stale, so outdated and so fucking boring. I know it works, but just 
yuck. Yeah, oh. we're not. We just can't be fucked. We yeah. don't want that. <laughs> it's, it's it's dated, and there's a it, because it's also though it, it forces us into a box. Yeah, it focuses us to force a goal or to confine a goal. It, it's like goals are obviously open and ended in like they could be whatever that you want them to be, but it's almost like like you care where it's like. I want to learn the guitar. That's what you set out to do at the start of the year. Didn't you? Didn't invest. Bought the guitar. Yeah. Didn't do anything about it. <laughs> I mean, amazing. You went that far, but also mm. though, they're allowed to change. Yeah. Just absolutely. because you set out a goal and no longer want to achieve it, it doesn't mean that you're a failure. In fact, it's a good thing. You don't have to keep going because you said you do this thing. If it's not serving, if it's not lighting you up, why are you keeping it around? Yeah, absolutely. And funnily enough, on the guitar thing, I actually, I didn't learn guitar, but I did do pottery lessons this year. And I just had, like yeah. made the goal, coming back to those open-ended goals, is I was just like, I just want to do something creative or soul-filling, something different this year. Yeah. And I did that anyway. Yeah, it's allowed to it's change. shifted. <laughs> yeah, that, that's powerful. That's so powerful. I love that. Which brings us to the end of our episode, Montana. What a lovely one. Nice and quick. Got to the point. Yeah, I'm excited to hear how everyone gets on with this episode, especially being New Year. It's January. The momentum's there. New energy. Astrologically, though, the New Year doesn't start till Aries. Yeah. So April. Yeah, (laughs) which is why people still feel super burnt out through that, like, January, February. Yeah, so this is you. Just hang five. Yeah. Or really hang four, hang four months. Um. Yeah. Wait for Aries, you'll be fine. Yeah, that file will be back. <laughs> but we are finishing up today's episode with our other favourite part, our other favourite segment of our show, which is <laughs> I'm woke as fuck, but... And the reason why we do this, which we think is important to profess at the start of every time, is because although we are spiritual people, it doesn't mean that we are perfect and we are ever-evolving and we also think it's really important to stay grounded in reality as it is. We are people. <laughs> yes, and it's and we're here to have a human experience and a human experience is all-encompassing with and without Netflix and, <laughs> and all of the things in between. So I'm woke as fuck, but coming off the back end of Christmas... I have to say I do love the consumerism at Christmas. Not the, like, wastefulness, Mm -hmm. but I love the, like – I think gift-giving maybe is a better word. Like, I love giving presents and receiving presents and, like – I guess if we're really stripping that back, it's the intention of someone thinking about you and the things that you would enjoy, which is a bit more of a woke perspective. Yeah, this has shifted really quickly. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I just, I love the gift giving. I love spending time um, in that celebration period. And I know a lot of people in the, uh, in a, in that community don't really subscribe to that, but I actually, I love it. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, Mon, mine, what's yours? <laughs> I'm woke as fuck. But I love rubbing my pregnant belly to guilt trip people who don't let me go first at the pedestrian crossing. Pedestrian crossing specifically? You're uh, lying. It's everywhere. It is genuinely everywhere, but especially <laughs> at the pedestrian crossing because I'm like, I'm here. You're supposed to give way to me. There's a there's marks on the road that say me first. Does it? Well, that's what the lines are for. Huh. Yeah. Are you that person? No. Do I rub my belly at you? I don't walk across pedestrian <laughs> crossings. <laughs> Jaywalk is legal in WA. I drive. <laughs> <laughs> but you know when you're crossing to the shops? Yeah. And then people – and I like I get it. Obviously, Christmas time, it's a very different time mm. to shop. Um, but just in general, yeah, when people <laughs> just rub my belly to see if I can go first. That's fair. And if they don't, just make a pregnant lady wait. Shame on you. <laughs> oh, I love it. Anyway, that brings us to the end of our episode today. We don't have any top takeaways for you because today was just straight to the point. Yeah, love that. 
So we would love for you, though, to share your takeaways with us by taking a screenshot of this episode and posting it to your story. If there was one standout hack or point or topic that we spoke about today that you really resonated with, we would love to hear about it, whether it's on your socials, by DMing us. Yeah, please don't be afraid to message us on at Onwards the Pod. We love hearing from you. Really love a chat. Yes, we do love a chat. And we are very grateful for the time that we've spent today. Wherever you're listening, please rate and review this podcast. We are just getting started and it helps us get our show into more ears. Sorry, into the ears of more incredible souls just like yours. You can see more in the show notes below or come hang out with us on at Onwards the Pod on Instagram and be sure to keep your eyes peeled for new episode drops which happen every Monday and second Thursday. And at the end of the day, we're all here to walk each other home. We hope that you're heading into your day now with a fire lit up your eyes and you are ready to make the most of who you are by playing the heck out of the cards that you have been dealt. Until next time, bye. bye.